on the Poker Show tonight. Someone can't wait to play Ivy, while another's got the fur for sure. JT poised to make history at the WSOP, while Daniel Negreanu bows to Tony G. Welcome to the Poker Show. Here's some highlights from tonight's show. If you look at this field specifically, the heads up, I mean, I looked at the, uh, the the names online and I'm like, wow, this is probably like the toughest heads up field of all time. There's no way if uh, Tom Dwan and I played 100 heads up games that he, he wouldn't uh, you know, thrash me in like you know, 80 of them. I have like 6k of last longers with all friends. Right. Like one of them's got a buy, so he's free rolling. <laughs> and then I've got Ivy as well, so my bet absolutely sucks. <laughs> Until he beat him in that pot, he didn't give a shit what his name was. There was nothing to be concerned about. He demands action. If you're at his table, you better play, or you're, you know, you're you're fired. You know, you have to get on your bike. And uh, you know, when when Tony G runs hot, he's a scary guy to play against. Watching the slowest horse race I've ever seen, and the best result I've ever seen, and to get a story where he's gonna get in JP's way to stop him going back to back. I know that some people consider it to be morally reprehensible uh, to blind your opponent off when he turns out when he turns up late. And I would agree normally that that is a bad thing, and I wouldn't normally do that. But he is very much an online opponent, and that's basically what you do to people online: is you fuck them in that way. <laughs> when Tony G plays, it is Tony G's game. <laughs> The buzz in London must mean the World Series of Poker Europe's in town. I've had a great couple of days, sort of got into this kind of routine, you know, where you go down to the Empire, take the tube down there, and there is such a great buzz there. First of all, the numbers with these tournaments have not been huge. It's a reduced schedule for the World Series of Poker Europe this year. Um, they kind of concentrated on sort of larger buying events, and there's no qualifiers because none of the internet sites can qualify. So what it's meant, really interesting, is that the fields are just super exclusive. And, like, there's a lot of people just coming down to kind of celebrity gawk, me being being one of them. And it's just been such an intimate feeling. I mean, you get in there, you want to go hang out, watch Phil Helmuth, or eavesdrop on a conversation between, uh, you know, Negrano and, and Yuha Helpy or Letterer and Huck Seed and the whole thing. You can do that. Uh, it's it's so much fun. And talk to those guys. And I, I was sitting, actually, I uh, was watching this one heads-up match. Uh, this heads-up, the tournament is big when we talk about it. But I was watching, I was sitting maybe seven inches behind Tom Dwan uh, with uh, t t two nice guys who play in London, just came down to Gawk and another guy. And then someone has uh, his chairs there. Someone has come up behind me and uh, started jabbering in my ear, and he's criticizing Tom Dwan's play. It's like, oh, how, how can he bet this? How can he that? And, I mean, Dwan is no more than a foot away from this guy. So it is that intimate. And, and by the way, I, I don't think Tom Dwan's play deserves to be criticized. I mean, the guy is a master. It's so much fun to be able to, to get over there and sit there and watch him. But yeah, Ivy's here. Negranu, Dwan. All the big names, all the big Brits, uh, everyone's just so buzzing for this World Series of Poker Europe. And as a result, like, we've got so much stuff for this show, so so excited about this show. Not going to waste any time, get right into it. Uh, plenty of stuff from this Heads Up tournament, which we'll talk about. J.P. Kelly going for history. Uh, let me just mention the first two bracelets won at the, the World Series of Poker Europe this year. Uh, first of all, our good friend, one of my favorite people in poker, and you hear now, I'm going to be congratulating myself because I've been talking about him, Phil Locke. I've been saying how great Phil Locke has been playing. Uh, he's a different man, a changed person. What does he do? He goes and wins a bracelet uh, in the Six Max event for the young guy, the dinosaur there. So uh, that's just so exciting for me, and I, I just saw him very quickly the other day. Big smile on Phil's face. Uh, the man... The man deserves it. This is his first WSOP bracelet. So, uh, and Jeff Lissandro 
the Tiger, uh, you know, taking his fifth bracelet uh, in the Omaha. Lissandro is uh, is just one of those guys who's, uh, I don't know, when is he going to get uh, the respect? Or maybe he has it. But, you know, he doesn't do a lot of interviews and this sort of thing. He's got kind of this, uh, you know, sort of dour kind of uh, countenance. A lot of people think he happens to be a nice guy. And, and he is one of a, a super player. I can't wait for his autobiography to come out. I've heard snatches of stories from him. This guy, he, believe me, he was a Dwan. He was an Isildur when he was a kid in Australia. Yes, he was. He is one of those one of those guys. You, you don't want to look at him. He's a little older now, obviously. And has had a little up and down life. But another guy, you know, he was a millionaire and broke again before he was uh, he was 21. And back then, a million was was like 10 million or 100 million or whatever it is now. So uh, and anyway, those two guys, the world, the, the heads up race. We're going to be talking about that today. Talk Talking about the thousand, talking about the main event, which is going to kick off tomorrow. Very, very exciting. Uh, Negrano's on tap, uh, and, and all kind of big guys. So uh, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Roland DeWolf, Triple Crown winner, and this is the Poker Show with Mickey Dane. I mean Jesse May. Hey Jesse, it's Kim Lansing here. If you don't have a Party Poker account, sign up today using the bonus code Poker Show, and we'll match your first deposit up to five hundred dollars. That's four hundred dollars more than normal, but you have to use the bonus code Poker Show. Already got a Party Poker account? We've got something for you too—an exclusive reload bonus. Redeposit using the bonus code Poker Show fifty, and we'll match your deposit up to fifty dollars. I arrived at the at the Empire Casino yesterday. About 20 minutes before the official draw for this heads up event. Now, this heads up event, I'd heard people talking and uh, talked to Nolan Dalla the, the first day when I got there. He was saying, look, we'll be lucky maybe to get 64, might not even be that many. Why? It's a 10,000 pound buy-in event. Very big buy-in, first of all. And second of all, it's a heads-up tournament. Heads-up uh, tournaments, very specialized. A lot of guys who are even, you know, tournament players don't really fancy playing those heads-up tournaments. Uh, it is kind of ironic, isn't it? Because, you know, if you're a poker player, really, heads-up, that's the ultimate form of the game. Uh, yeah, guys like, you know, Dwan and Ivy, this is all they would really want to do if they had their druthers, right? Uh, although they'd like to play you know, about 800 big blinds deep cash, which you don't really have. There is a little bit of a crapshoot element to these to these uh, heads-up tournaments. You know, the blinds can only go on for so long, and there are a lot of times, you know, people hang out for a while, flips, flips take it. However, the great thing was the field. Get in there. They've got 103 players registered, and they did the draw in such a way where it was going to be a random draw, kind of all announced at the same time on these screens all around the casino. So... These hundred three names, I, I must know. I must know seventy of them. Uh, you know, and the, and the, probably the thirty, or maybe I know eighty of them. The, the thirty or twenty five I don't know are all the young heads up specialists uh, who are the best players in the world right now. You know, a lot of the guys who are not even these guys not even twenty one yet. Um, but you know, they can come to. So they have never played a World Series of Poker. They've never played in America. A lot of them are Americans. You know, they're from all over Europe, but. The, these are the best guys in the world. They come here. This is the big thing for them. You can play at 18. So you're talking really 100 of the best players in the world, and they're all gathered around. Everyone is crowded around this screen. There's a big throng. Um, so the draw is about to happen. They're going to have a random draw, and then it's going to go from there. And I'm, I'm just going to play. i got a couple minutes of the draw to you. Uh, I'm standing uh, right with Phil Helmuth, and you'll hear him talking, and you'll hear uh, Huxseed come in later. That's what it was like, everybody there. I mean, all the, so it was exciting. Well, listen to this. 104 players have missed. Only 104 players will get in. And those that didn't show up with their receipts are not in. Therefore, there are only 104 Phil, how's it going, buddy? What do you mean? 
came out and it finally got sorted but you know there was 20 people about who got buys which is a big thing now there are there are people who don't think this should be allowed they think you know the field should be capped at 64 if they don't get 128 and that sort of thing but look it's a random draw uh it's an open event this is what the organizers have decided and you know it, it, it's fair for everyone in a sense although if you get that buy you've got a massive chance uh better uh, chance of getting through channing was one of the guys who got a buy big big smile on his face but the fixtures out there were some great ones uh negrano was taking on carlos morrison truth be told there, there were so many great fixtures because the, the the field was so strong but one of the ones that was really exciting and i, I could it was Trickett takes on Sam Ivey. Now, you just could not pick a hotter player right now in British poker than Sam Trickett. You know we've been singing his praises, and I quite fancied uh, Trickett in this one, that, you know, in his home turf, a guy running this hot was going to do good. So went down, and I think Trickett did too, um, went down to talk to, to Trickett and uh, got a little quote from him before this thing kicked off. He could hear him buzzing. Why? Because this is what a person wants when you're running as hot as him. The, the most cash is in the WSOP, the World Open, the final table, EPT, everything he's touching turn into gold. Listen to Sam Trickett before he takes on yeah, I uh, can't wait. I'm really excited. I mean, so it must be actually like the kind of thing you get really excited about because like things have been going. You're in such good form right now. Yeah, I'm like running really good. And, like I've even ran good in the fact that I got Ivy. That's the chance to play him and beat him heads up. So exactly. I mean, this is almost like I don't know, like dream, not dream. Yeah, it is, I mean, no, it like, is. No, yeah. it is. It's like um, a few years ago before I got into poker. It's like. Never thought I'd be sat here playing Ivy heads up in a 10k yeah. then. So, and your uh, game is hot. I mean, you're yeah, running good as well. You have to got, say, I'm yeah. pretty hot at the minute. So, um, and I'm playing well as well. So, yeah. it'd be a good match. But cool, I, like, know, I need to get some. As soon as you saw it, was it? Did you like? Were like? I said I, yeah. to everyone before I, uh, it came out, I want to get Ivy. Yeah. And everyone was like, Why? I was like, I just want to play. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to play against the best yeah. and see what you. Do you know what I mean? I want to see what you're about. When he got him, I was like a little kid. I was jump, <laughs> jumping around, couldn't wait to tell people. I instantly rang my friend and told him that I'm looking forward to it. It should be really, really, good, really good fun, win or lose. I can't believe they don't have betting on this. What price trick? Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I have, like, the, sick thing, the sick thing is, yeah, I have like 6K of last longers with all friends. Right. Like One of them's got a buy, so he's free rolling. And then I've got Ivy as well, so my bet absolutely sucks. But, you don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I just like look box. Look box my way through. Excellent. Good luck, sir. Cheers. 
is had a man who's excited. Another guy who was kind of excited because uh, he's sweating tricket. He had a buy Andrew Feldman. So I asked Andrew Feldman if he thinks that uh, Trickett's got a good chance here. If anyone can do it in this room, then, then Sam can definitely do it. Yeah, he's the man who's running hard, isn't he? Yeah, everything he touches right now is turning to gold. He's winning in cash. He's winning in TV tournaments. He's winning. He's doing great in EPTs and other big tournaments. So. Yeah, but this is Ivy. Yeah, no, I mean, Ivy, obviously... I've, you played against him in the big game recently, didn't you? I played against him, and Ivy um, usually gets the better of me, but, I mean, look, everyone makes mistakes. You know, no one is 100% perfect. And Ivy can, you know, if you've met... He can make a few mistakes, He's and... Um, he is beatable. He has proven to be beatable. He's, and if the club's proven that he's beatable, I, I mean, like in other heads-up tournaments, he's um, you know he can he can he can be beaten. I mean, you would fancy Phil Ivy over anyone, but I think um, Sam is going to give him a very good game, and hopefully the cards are falling from Sam's side, and Sam t- Sam takes it yeah. down. They weren't the only ones. I was kind of excited myself, and I even went over and because uh, Channing was out on the buy. What well, what price trick it? He gave me six to four, which wasn't really a great price when he considered he's taking on Phil Ivy, but I didn't care. I went ahead, had a little bet, especially when he told me that Nolan Dallin had a bet on Trickett as well, and there was a couple of guys I was talking to, the British guys at the bar, they wanted to bet Trickett. We're all so excited. I mean, you know, Phil Ivy, he's beatable, right? So it, that whole thing kicks off, and... Can you say run over like a freight train? Can you say all I could tell you is that Trickett went in there, our hometown hero, full of beads, and within 15 minutes, he's standing at the table, uh, his reeling, he staggers back, he looks like a guy who's just been shot. Phil Ivey absolutely destroyed him. Uh, now, he told me a couple, one of the hands did sound like a bit of a cool it wasn't cooler let's be fake and there is a crapshoot element but i mean just how funny is it and i do i you know i really admire sam trickett um you know for for having this initiative and we're all so excited but i'll tell you what whew, you're not you're not the best player in the world for nothing phil ivy are you uh he just destroyed he just destroyed sam however the big name's it was possible to take him down because you remember our friend Talal Shakerchi, uh qualified for the WPT, played in the high rollers, doing qualified for the Premier League. Talal is, you know, a guy who's been working on his game, very, very excited. He's, he's got a job. You know, he works in the city. And so, you know, for him, poker is fun. He loves taking on these big guys. Anyway, he got through. I watched him his first round match, played uh, an 18-year-old, Scandinavian who I'd never seen before, but obviously this guy could play. There's no question about it. Talal beat him and was taken on Tom Dwan. And so I said to him, uh, I said, do you know who you're playing? He said, yeah, bloody Tom Dwan. He was, uh, but you could see a little glint in his eye because he didn't, he was excited. How could you not be excited to play Tom Dwan? Uh, I said, don't worry, you know, just get in there, see what happens. Anyway, I was sitting behind him for the match. He caught the cards, uh, and you know what? Talal beat Tom Dwan, Talal Shikerchi. Uh, big day for him, and I got a little interview with him right after. As so you see, it does happen. It does happen. The big guys can go down. Uh, Shikerchi taking down Tom Dwan in the second round. Talal, the great Tom Dwan. Was it fun? It was great fun, actually. It's very tense. Um, yeah. He played very accurately. And, you know, who am I to tell him how to play? But, he, but I, I thought he played really well. But uh, he was, I think he was just unlucky. Yeah, the whole, the whole way through. What, uh, what, tell me about a tough decision you had to make during the match. Um, any really tough decisions where there were very big pots because there was up until the end when the final pot was 13,000 right. which is out of chip stacks of, yeah. you know there's total chips in play were 120 yeah. which was ace eight against tens apart from that there was no there was no decision more than five and a half K he does like to play small pots and kind of yeah. and stuff like that yeah. he seemed very inclined actually to cool down with, uh, with very marginal hands so he, you know if I was if I if I just value better like second pair 
he seemed to call it down and half the time I was thinking he was, I was beat because you know he caught a big enough bet that you assume he, you know, he could beat like sometimes even third bet but uh, no I mean I turn, I turn over my hand and he folds you know I don't, I mean, most of the time I didn't know what he had <laughs> you seemed a bit you know uh, I don't know odd before the match began but I mean you beat a really tough young internet guy and now Tom Dwan what does it mean I mean is, it, does it mean it means a lot doesn't it it feels good it feels good but I don't think it means a lot in the sense that you know, yeah. there's a lot of luck in you know, it's, it's fairly short stacks game there's a lot of luck in it and you know there's no way if uh, Tom Dwan and I played 100 heads up games that he, he wouldn't uh, you know, thrash me in like you know 80 of them uh, but you know I'm going to win everyone in, one, every one now and every now and then and, and looks like this was this was a one doesn't mean you can't take some pride anyway it's oh yeah no I'm really happy to have done it yeah. you know, you know I, 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 you know I think it was a great experience as well I was, you know, part of the idea of being here for me is to play against really good players and learn from them and uh, and uh, is one of the players that you know, of course everyone you know is, can learn from so you know it's great to be drawn against them in that sense and um, although uh, it wasn't very good in an equity sense but it was, it was, it was good in a, maybe a long term equity sense if I, if I could learn something from him good luck to you thanks Jason All right. Yo, Phil Helmuth, 11-time world champion of poker, bragging again. You're here listening to The Poker Show with Jesse May. Hey, guys, it's Kara Scott here. Enter your email address at thepokershowlive.com and get the show delivered twice a week. Well, the first round was over. They were down to 64 players. And before the second round kicked off, had a chance to talk to Neil Channing, who, I'll tell you, for one of the best players in the world, uh, and a guy who's running quite well, fancies his game, Neil was a bit of a basket case because he was unsure of himself. He's never done too well in these heads-up tournaments. And he was taking on Marcello uh, from Italy, who, as you might remember, um, you might you might not have seen it, you know, took on Tom Dwan in the Million Dollar Challenge. So Marcello is quite a clever and crafty heads-up player. Uh, this guy this guy is very, very good player. Um, you know, he's not a pro, but he is very good. Head-up is a specialty. And just talking with Channing a little bit about what his plan was. Uh, he was kind of ruminating about what he was going to do with Marcello. And then towards the end, Chris Mormon comes in, best voted best online player in the world. Chris Mormon, a British guy who still actually has never done that well in live tournaments, but uh, friendly with, with, with Channing, and so you'll hear him coming in. And just like for the first 20 minutes or something. Bash him up for the first 20 minutes? No, let, let him... Let him think that he's running over like limp the button a little bit yeah. fold out of position 90% of the time right. just just let him get the feeling that this is maybe going to be a bit easy and he's pretty clever I don't know yeah, well I'm sure he's pretty clever I, that's why I, that was my thinking that I would uh, kind of lull him in a little bit because I think he'll probably think he's seen me around a bit he doesn't really know me yeah. and he might think that I'm going to be a bit I think he's the I kind of guy. Well in the right. in the last couple of years, Justin Smith, wasn't yeah, Justin it? Smith. I don't know. Was he no wearing idea. a full tilt? Nah, I don't know. Yeah, How did yeah. he do this? He's quite good. Yeah. Well, he lasted 20 minutes with me, so I'd yeah. say he did all right. You know, yeah. <laughs> Ram is just like, too cool for yeah, school. Yeah. He never knows anybody's name. No well, I commentated on that late night poker on him recently, <laughs> and uh, the internet qualifier was called Graham. Uh, and Ram never spoke to him at any stage. Graham was uh, two to Ram's right. Right. Uh, 
Maria Dimitri was on his left. He was chatting to her quite a bit during the yeah. game. And then Graham beat him in a pot. They've been playing for like two hours. Yeah. And he went, so what's your name, Mum? <laughs> I was like, until he beat him in that pot, he didn't give a shit what his name was. There was nothing to be concerned about. No need. It was like, this guy's going to be out in a minute. I don't need to learn his name. I'm never going to see him again, ever again. Yeah. And as soon as he beat him in a pot, he was like, what's your name, mate? <laughs> like, <laughs> was quite fun. Uh, I don't know this much. So I think he's quite. Uh, I quite like, you know, I like the game Spoof. Yeah. Uh, and Spoof is about pattern recognition. Um, and I quite like. And that's a heads I up. I think his game idea would be and more like, like he's going to try and do the same, like have a pattern and then change it. I don't know. I don't know. That's how I like to play. I was noticing Mr. Be... Mormon had the right skills to win one of these things. He just seemed to just run really, just run really good. I did read. I did read some of the hands. I can't remember. What did you, what did you, what did you do to him? You had a ace, aces against Ace King. I had fifty thousand. He had ten thousand. You had aces against Ace King. I mean, like how, how, how sweet is it being? I mean, no wonder you can afford to have a lie in on day two for a couple of hours. You don't even have to play your first round. When you've been around a long time, they give you a little kind of a little reward sometimes. Just so I keep coming back. What was the other head? Best player never to final table a live tournament. Is that you're trying to get that moniker? Was it Queen Queen? You had a Queen and he had a five. Queen Queen five. Was that someone else? I was reading all the reports. There was not many big shows. I lost the race for the win. Wouldn't you know it, Neil did manage to win. One of the fun things about this tournament is that the they play two matches on a table. You know, seat one takes on seat four with a dealer in seat like three, and then seat seven takes on seat ten with a dealer in seat eight. And so uh, the way the draw works is usually the winners of those matches are going to play each other, so the guys can kind of keep an eye on the, the match, the, the winner of the match they'll have to face at the same time. Anyway, Channing one got a chance to, to chat with him, and then... Obviously, Mormon, who he'd been kind of sitting next to, he's going to play in the next round. I find with Italians and Spanish people, they have a certain kind of, uh, you know, they, they have a tipping point. And you je know, ne sais quoi. No, not a je ne sais quoi, actually. <laughs> they have a tipping point. You can't, you know, you can yeah. feel them going. If you three bet two times when they raise the button, the third time, there's no way they're folding, right. whatever their hand is. Right. So you can't do it. The next time, you have to just throw one away sometimes. So it's like like I said to you about spoof, it's right. like it's like the you know it's like a rock paper scissors game. So That's actually, what I was playing perfect with for you because your your job was to sort of bring him to the annoy you or to annoy him mm-hmm. just to the line and then bring him back. Exactly it's right. Quite good. And I was doing really? it in a really friendly way. <laughs> he really liked me. I think. Irritating in a friendly manner. I think so. I think he liked me. Yeah. So the fact that I beat. Sorry. What are you trying to? That was quite a quite a hand. I mean, actually, the one that I just saw there, he passed that on the river, those pocket sixes. I mean, was, a lot of people would have made a steam call there, wouldn't they? Bro, yeah, he was... Yeah, but I had fucking kings. It's not like... You're trying to make me sound like I'm really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you didn't see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A6-3 I, I re-raised pre-flop with kings, and he called with sixes, and yeah. he came A6-3, yeah. and then he gave an ace on the turn. And on the flop, I didn't bet. He... he uh, he bet and I just called. On the turn he checked. And luckily I checked behind. And then on the river it came an ace. And he checked to the No, so on the turn he bet seven thousand and I called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just called. And uh, and on the river it came another ace. And he checked up at seven thousand, he threw the cards yeah. right up. He flopped to serve sixes. <laughs> Still it would have been a, I mean it would have been an obvious steam call for most people. He did have top top sort of yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, you know, I guess he, he thought I wasn't really three betting with that. An ace very often, yeah. maybe. Or, I don't know. It was, I can't really bet there as a plot in the end, I guess. You seem to, you seem to be a lot more buoyant than you were, not just because you won, but you've, I mean, you've had a lot of uh, sort of doubts about your ability for heads up. Is that, oh, really? is that true? I, yeah, I do. And I, I tell you what, I thought on the way here, I thought about John Duffy, and I, I've watched John Duffy playing some of these heads up games. And he puts the glasses on and he puts that sort of like Julian Gardner military kind of hat on and he just kind of like sits with his hands 
lie on his cheeks and he just looks like he's super focused and he said to me quite early on he said you're quite zen like so I don't know I was, that was what I was trying to do I was I didn't want to do my normal thing of like chatting on the rail and stuff like that and then this guy that owed me a thousand pound came up and he wanted to gab in my ear for like ten minutes yeah so. well, that particular guy came over and then gabbed in my ear about owing you a thousand pounds so trying to hide his name now is completely useless but I won't mention it <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Hi, yeah, and no, I don't want to interrupt you. No, I'm sorry. Last question, it's though. A great uh, interview. Mormon. Mormon. Yeah. Going to be a tough customer. Yeah, my, my main hope is that he uh, performs pretty much as he's been performing three all week. Three hours late. And then he turns up three hours late. <laughs> um, I, I know that some people consider it to be morally reprehensible. Uh, to blind your opponent off when he turns out when he turns up late, and I would agree normally that that is a bad thing, and I wouldn't normally do that. But he is very much an online opponent, and that's basically what you do to people online: is you fuck them in that way. And uh, so if he turns up late, I'm going to just fuck him. I'm going to have all his blinds, and I'll just be here to uh, you know shake his hand when he arrives and say thanks for getting up on time. Uh, so yeah, I hope, right. he, I hope he's late. <laughs> Cheers, good luck. <laughs> I like Chris actually. <laughs> Another match that was going on in the back, Negrano taking on Yuha Healthy in the second round. Some of the matches were harder to rail than the others. Listen, there was it was a great buzz. There were so many people just coming down as poker fans to watch the, the superstars. But I couldn't really see Negrano Healthy because it was an awkward uh, part of the stage in the back there. Saw Negrano's first round match against Carlos Mortensen. So the guy, even though just in town, is in form. He came second last year in the WSOP main event. And Yuha is such a tough player. Really underrated. You know, Premier League champion, all kinds of bracelets all over the place. He's one of the tough Finns along with his good friend Yanni Sointula, Hellraiser, who uh, who was over as well. And uh was taken on Phil Ivey, I think, in the third round. And he got through the first couple of rounds. But anyway, Daniel beats Yuha coming off, and so I got a great chance to talk to him. Sure. Daniel, tricky. Uh, congratulations, second round. Yuha Healthy, tricky customer? Yeah, it was a grind of a match. It started off real good. I had a 3-1 to one lead, and then had a bit of a tricky hand. I felt like I played well, but I don't think he did, gave anything away. I, I, I felt like I ran pretty well and got a lot of good hands. And then it, was, it came down to a flip, which seemed poetic, really. Right. So uh, this is your first event here at the World Series of Poker Europe came late because you were busy or just because you, you didn't fancy the early events? Um, no, I, I came late because uh, I had some things I had to do in L.A. and in New York. Some I, did, I was doing a little movie in L.A. and then I had to do media in New York, so I really had to miss a little bit of it, but I wasn't going to miss the main event. The big game uh, taking over right now. Your first season kind of in the can. What, what do you think? Is it better than you thought it was going to turn out to be? As good or are there tweaks to be made? I think the production value is way better than I expected, but not really because these same guys did the million dollar challenge. So it's really high end. Um, I think people are starting to warm to it. I think the first couple weeks people are like, what the hell is this show? But now they're starting to get it. They're starting to go, wow, I love this show. It's so great. And I think uh, the stats add a lot to it. And uh, I'm, ex- I'm very happy with it. I can't think of anything that I hate about it. I think one thing you have to focus on is sometimes casting with certain groups. Make sure that they have a little bit of chemistry and have a couple talkers on each episode. But I mean, the, the loose cannons, from what I've seen, they actually have been getting hammered. Is that going to change? My my guess is that loose cannons are going to go broke probably about 70% of the time, right? So a third of them maybe are going to walk away with money and the rest are going to go broke. Um, and that's about the formula that I thought it would be, right around there. And as far as, like, you're showcasing a lot of really new players in the cash game, which is exciting. I mean, and that, and that must be something that's been needed as far as you you feel in poker for a while. Yeah, I think people, um, they watch poker on television and you see the same faces, mine included, for so long. And a lot of these other guys don't really get a chance to become media darlings because they're not really given the opportunity. So one of the things we, we discussed was like, we're going to give all these guys that people like, you know, maybe you know maybe they're maybe they're boring and we won't invite them back, but maybe they'll be great. Like, one guy I'm literally looking forward to seeing is a kid named Bill Reynolds. Yeah, I read on your blog. Plays yeah. Ultra Maltras. He's really just a, just a, you know, energetic, fun, young kid. And not all of them are. You know, some of them are just boring and uh, they don't add much. But a lot of them, you know, you, unless you're given the chance, you're never going to know. Okay, I don't even remember that. Tony G, he says, it wasn't your game, it was his game, and he smashed it up. When Tony G plays, it is Tony G's game. <laughs> Tony G brings a new dynamic to the game because he plays a high, high, you know, if you look at his VPIP, it's, it's bigger than anybody else's. He's playing a lot of pots. He demands action. If you're at his table, you better play or, you're, you know, you're, you're fired. You know, you have to get on your bike. And, uh, you know,
know, when, when Tony G runs hot, he's a scary guy to play against because he's a hard man to believe, you know, and if he hits hands, he, he can bust you. Okay, and this World Series Poker Europe has got a bit of a different vibe. Fields are small but very exclusive, and obviously you came second last year. It, it, it's, it's a good one to win, not because of the money, because of the prestige. You, yeah, I mean, if you look at this field specifically, the heads up, I mean, I looked at the, uh, the, the names online, and I'm like, wow, this is probably like the toughest heads up field of all time because it couples the young, young internet kids that are under 21 who are amazing uh, with, you know, the old guard uh, and you've got everybody who can afford it. Nobody, there's no dead money in here. I don't really feel like there's a lot of random guys go, oh yeah, I'll play in that. <laughs> so does it make you feel like this is a nice format for the future? Small, exclusive fields? I like it. I like it a lot because I think the fans um, get more accustomed to seeing the same faces. They know they can come here and they're going to see who they want to see. Whereas sometimes you have these six, which they're great, the six, seven thousand player fields. They're fantastic, but very different vibe. You know, the final tables, if you know one guy, you're lucky to. All right, cool. Good luck tomorrow, Dan. Thanks, man. Thanks. I'm the best now, and I smash it now. I've proved it already across European side, across American side. If you don't wind me up anymore, I'm sending everyone broke, and that's the problem. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sinisa. I'm with the Royal Flush Girls. You're listening to The Poker Show with Jesse May and Party Poker. Another thing going on at the World Series of Poker Europe was the final table of the 1,000-pound Binolum and Hold'em event. Now, this was the one event that really brought out the, the crowds as far as the players went. A lot of they had three-day ones. A lot of people brought it out. And it was J.P. Kelly was a defending champion. Uh, he won it last year. That was his second bracelet. And, you know, he came back to defend the event. Wouldn't you know, J.P., uh, with 48 players left, big story brewing because nobody has defended uh, a bracelet since uh, I think it was they, they found out there was a guy to defend Omaha, but no one had a Nolan and Holden bracelet at the World Series since uh, Helmuth did it in maybe '92, and Johnny Chan defended the main event before him in you know '87, '88. So it was a big thing, people buzzing around. And this is the day before when I caught up with JP. Still 48 players left, but just in the money and. J.P. Kelly, as you know, uh, talk about all the Brits who are doing well this year. Uh, J.P. Kelly, one of those guys who is just, he, he's, you know, got sponsored by Poker Stars uh, last year and has been playing a lot. Such a super player. Uh, everybody holds him in tremendous esteem and a uh, likable guy as well. I got just a quick chance to talk to him uh on day two of the event with 48 players left. J.P. Kelly, defending champion of the 1,000-pound event at the World Series, and you're still in with 48 players left. Yeah, had a really good day. I came out with 24,000, and I got just over 50, 51. It's going all right. So is it, does it mean something special to be either be going for your first British uh, third bracelet or because you're defending champion? Uh, I don't know. It's good. Anytime there's a bracelet involved, uh, it's extra special, I think. Uh, Hit players want it more and more. It's just uh, that added incentive. So, um, but it's pretty cool. That's the one I won last year. Going well again in this year. So. And I saw an interview with you where you were kind of joking that James Dempsey didn't he? He's your flatmate. He won the event. Well, yeah, he was the, my flatmate. Not, right, right. not anymore, but yeah, he won the, the following holder. So, so you kind of have to outdo him now. Yeah, I guess. Like, he, well, it, well, it, like, it was funny because I turned up uh, an hour and a half late on day one, and uh, he came in. He had like 1,100 left, and, and he told me before that he had his eyes on this tournament. So I said, oh, "It's going well then, is it?" <laughs> And he was out about 10 minutes later. Right. But, uh, so, so busy month for you, because, I mean, you must be playing the W Coop as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I played a couple time. over the weekend. I uh, made day two at a heads up, but he uh, came like... Busted in the last 64. So, uh, yeah. Because you are looking a little like, you know, you've been, you've been at it. I mean, is it Yeah, like, but I've been at it all year, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm already looking forward to a break. Like, a, I know you get to go places, but they're not really breaks if you're playing as well. I'm going to have a non-poker break after the EPT. Right. Because that is like, that is the Yeah, game. I have to play all that. I have to play all that stuff. Because right. like, it's such a good, I don't know, just, uh, incentive to win. Like, money, prestige, and all that. So, like, right now, for the next two weeks, you just wake up. Or maybe it's three weeks. Wake up, play poker. And that's that's it. how I've been doing the last two, like, like two years, really. Yeah. But I'll, yeah, I'll have an extended break, I think, after after EPT London. So, uh, what's the goal right here? Just kind of cruise through and skip yeah, the I'm final? Yeah, I'm playing like, fairly tight. There's a few short stacks about. I think if you open too many hands, and the short stacks are just going to move in. I've got um, 
uh, Matt Jarvis on my left, who's the November Niner. He's playing quite well and running quite well. So um, it, it kind of, I mean, this is the value of it. But WSOP normally, I mean, it's like really tough fields, isn't it? Generally, yeah. But this this one, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a few more good players going to pop through now. But starting days and whatever. But you just got to get off to a good start, obviously. Yeah. So because it's only three thousand starting chips. All right. Well, best of luck. And the media's going to be buzzing around because I mean, no British players won three bracelets. No. I don't think anyone's like gone back to back at an event two years in a row. Long time, uh, so. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Hopefully. Good luck, JP. Cheers. Hello. Another group of guys that I got to talking to on the day two rail in there were the PKR guys. And, you know, PKR is one of those sites that always brings out crowds of great people. I had a great time at the PKR party, of course, of the World Series. But most of the time, a lot of stuff happens around London, a lot of Brits, and it's a real community sort of thing. They run events. Uh, everybody always looking to have a good time. A lot of young guys there. And so I was talking to Dan from PKR, who was there with a whole bunch of guys. They were drinking pretty early, and they were railing both uh, Sophia Lauren, who's sponsored by the site. She was quite deep uh, in, in, in the Thousand event. And this fellow, Scott, who I'd never met before, but sort of works uh, at, at PKR. And uh, wouldn't you know, the, the, the PKR guys, um, they, uh, they, they all played, I think all, they all played a sit-and-go. And, you know, I'll put money in a couple days before at, at the PKR offices. And with the winner, was going to go to to play in this thousand event. And a couple other guys got pieces of him, Dan being one of them, and this fellow Jake with the car, another. So they were really excited. And a whole bunch of others just came down. And they were starting very early. I mean, they were still... You, you know, uh, they were, but they were in the money. There were still 40 players left, and they were cheering on this guy, Scott, and rooting for him and buying drinks. And every time the, you know, eight guys got knocked out, they would ka-ching, you know, their 10%. Anyway, wouldn't you know, he gets to the final table. So they're back there the next day. And like a, it's just like a fairy tale story. Not only does he get to the final table, he gets head up against... J.P. Kelly. Now let me build the suspense up because what it turned out, J.P. wasn't just chasing to be the first British player to win three bracelets, which is pretty amazing. He wasn't just chasing to be the first guy to defend an Olympic Hold'em event in, you know, maybe 15, 20 years. He was bidding to be the youngest player ever to win three bracelets uh, at the age of 24. Whose record was he going to break? Phil Ivey, who was uh, who was like 26 when he won his third bracelet. I mean, JP wins this. It's a record that will never be broken. So they get to the final. They get the heads up. You have never seen a crowd. Uh, I never have. Certainly not at, at the World Series of Poker Europe before. People packed in five deep on the rail. Uh, the peak, Everyone from PKR is there, plus all their community. They're going wild. JP's got just as many supporters, you know, uh, the heavyweights, Praz, Bonzi, Aikenhead, Kimber, uh, all the English guys have turned out just to ch cheer on J.P. Kelly. And it was absolutely mad. But uh, I did get to interview um, Dan from PKR just before they got heads up. How excited was he for his friend Scott taking on J.P. Kelly? Here it is. Oh, man. Today here for PKR, this is it now, heads up. Honestly, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I know a lot of people say that, but uh, Scotty is the epitome of the dream. He bubbled it last year, and he's going to win it this year. And even more of a dream, because all you guys from PKR have been railing in the last two days. Like, the best crowd support in the history of poker, It is. Anyway. It's the, watching the slowest horse race I've ever seen, and <laughs> the best result I've ever seen. And to get a story where he's going to get in JP's way to stop him going back to back. That's going to be a, a great thing if it happens. But either way, a great occasion. Because, I mean, JP He's got a lot of support here, but like PKR always brings out the guys, doesn't he? Yeah, but this is a unique occasion. I mean, I've never seen so many people here as this. Unbelievable. Don't you feel kind of bad if Scott's a spoiler? I mean, like, you know, with, with JP going for history here? No. Being British as well. <laughs> Come on, Jesse, please. That's what he said. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. This is this will be a stepping stone for Scott, definitely. What was his mindset like this morning? Because you've been hanging out with him the whole time. Super calm. You know, he had a big English fry up. He's just a good, solid, straightforward guy. He was super calm yesterday. He's still super calm now, even though he'd looked at that bracelet and for a second there was a flicker. Unbelievable. Yeah, that sausage nearly came back up. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, guys. I hope you do it. Well, I don't know. I don't know who to root for, actually. <laughs> The head-up swung back and forth. First, JP had the lead. Then Scott had the lead. Then... then what do you know? Came to a race at the end for almost all the chips. The Queen Jack of JP versus a couple of threes from this fellow Scott. And uh, he won. Scott won. Uh, this is, here's, here's the last hand. Just give you a feel of the, what this crowd is like in there. Oh, 
bit of heartbreak for J.P. Kelly. Congratulations, though, Scott Shelley, who has truly made a, an announcement to the poker world with this sort of high-profile bracelet win taking down J.P. in the end. Still, fantastic achievement for J.P. to come, you know, two bracelets and a second. The age of 24 just missed out on, on being the youngest player ever to win the third bracelet and the first Brit to win three bracelets. He's still in the running for that, though. Don't worry. Uh... Anyway, we'll be, we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Black Belt Poker's Neil Channing, and you're listening to The Poker Show with Jesse May. Marvelous. Hi, this is Jennifer Haley. Please enter your email address at www.thepokershowlive.com and get the show delivered twice a week. Other fun stuff. Ran into Felipe a couple days ago, Felipe Ramos from Party, the Party Team Pro. Listen, after he got knocked out of the World Open, you remember we talked about the WPT, been over here for a while. He just went and final tabled the EPO, got pretty big money for that, then jumped in the Omaha, final tabled the Omaha, the 5,000-pound Omaha over at the, at, at, the, at the Empire WSOP, along with Carl Marinholtz. Listen, guys we're talking to are doing well. It's nice. So I just t- chatted with Felipe a little bit about uh, you know what's ref- left for him here in, uh, in London. Great to run into Felipe Ramos. You're wearing your own clothes now, so they must have arrived from uh, from Brazil, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy like that my clothes arrived. So I got my new bag and I got new clothes as well. <laughs> Listen, congratulations, because you had obviously a pretty rough knockout to the World Open. Uh, you know, it was it, it was a bit unfortunate. You know, you got your kings cracked, and then I think you ran into it was just kind of ugly there. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. Then I called Ace Queen against Robles. Uh, show of Jack Eight, right? Flop at top two and lost to a straight. Right, <laughs> that's right, that's right. And uh, yeah. but like you bounced right back because I've just been watching and uh, final table the the EPO and then uh, final two tables they get the cash of the Omaha. Yeah, yeah, like it was very very good. Like I never did like two major tournaments final tables back to back. This is like amazing. Like a final table the EPO then right like. Two days, three days after, final table to 5K at the World Series loss. So, I mean, because after you got knocked out of the World Open, you must have been, like, feeling a little down, you know? How did, were, how, were you staying positive? I mean, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you that I was very positive. positive. Like, I, I wasn't down. Like, of course I did want to win. Like, who doesn't? Like, right. I'm at the final table, right? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like, uh, my goal as a poker player is to be a profitable player. So, like, fourth place in a tournament, like, uh, it's a very, very, very profitable position. Yeah. So, like, of course, I was happy. And so, this means that I was looking forward to my next events. And so, as I, as I couldn't, like, as a, as a final table, I couldn't play the 2500 six max. So I came straight to the PLO right. and final table again. So, yeah. of course, I didn't want it to I didn't win. even know you were a PLO player. I mean, that must no. have stopped those tournaments, aren't they? Yeah, like, people don't doesn't know, like, but I can tell you, like, a little bit of advertisement right now. <laughs> that I, I final table the biggest tournaments in PLO in, 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 in poker. Okay. Like, I final table the 5K at the World Series in 2009. Uh, final table the W Coupe 2100. I did final table the F top. Right, so it's a bit I of a final table the EPT. Yeah, <laughs> like so I final table pretty much the fifth, fifth biggest PLO events already. Because so. actually, I was watching a lot of the updates for the uh, PLO, and it was a tough field. I mean, very tough. Like small field, all the players very, very good players. So yeah, this this makes me more happy. Like to get so so far, and like to be honest, this was the only PLO tournament I never final table. Like this is good. Like. So, I mean, like, because I know you came over here planning to play a lot of tournaments in England, London. It must feel good to be kind of halfway through this month, and you're looking at, you know, showing a profit. I mean, you know. Yeah, like, in the WPT, like, I, I made I, I made day two. Like, yeah. in the uh, World Open, I, like, I made day two as well. Like, and now final table and final table. So, like, I played very good the four, the four first tournaments I played. So, I'm feeling confident for the main event. Is that the next uh, thing for you? Yeah, next thing for me. Like uh, I've been playing online by these days, but I'm not gonna play the heads up because I'm not that a big heads up specialist. No, it's a big thing, too, big event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then and plus, you go over. I'll, I'll play the EPT after. So uh, how many? How much longer you got in London? Two more weeks or so, like that? Yeah, I'm gonna leave on the sixth. What so, else you've been doing? Has been over here. Yeah, I'm being like going out with friends, uh, sightseeing. Like, uh, like I really love London. It's a very, very nice city. 
like first time I came here, I couldn't enjoy anything because like I was playing poker all the time and never uh, went to walk through the city and do like tourist stuff. Yeah. Like and now, now I have time. I'm having time to do that. Like for example, today, tomorrow, and after tomorrow. So I'm just going to relax and try to play my best in the main event. Now, I mean, the World Open was fun, and that Palm Beach was fun. How do you like this empire? It's a different location. Yeah, I think, like, both places are quite nice. Like, the Palm Beach, I like the place. It's small and quiet, and I, I like the place a lot. Like, this place I like, I like too. Like, there's lo loads of people that come, like, to watch. I really love, like, the rail and people, yeah. like, cheering. Like, this is, like... Brazilian South American way <laughs> how we cheer on football and other sports uh, like I, I'm a big cheering person as well like for example I was cheering for Phil like when he won his bracelet yeah it was great because look what happened like we were playing at the EPO like final two tables right. and I knocked him out okay so he, he had time able like to come and register to the 2500 and he won the bracelet <laughs> so I said Phil like I feel that I have a piece of it because if I did not knock you out from the tournament, you never would want the bracelet. That's true. Yeah, and maybe if if I not if I was knocked out in that hand, if he had I, knocked right, I would be right here, <laughs> right to me, and maybe I, I, I would That's be the winner. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see him win, wasn't it? He's a good guy. And like, yeah, 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 for sure. He's a very nice guy. Very happy for him. Uh, it feels like it feels like that kind of all month. A lot of guys, the World Open and WPT, you kind of been hanging out with, and I mean, it's a lot of camaraderie here now, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, I think he's a very good player, plus a very good personality, and very happy for him. So, how, how excited are you about this main event, World Series of Poker Europe? Would this be right up there on your your things to win? Yeah, I'll tell you that I'm very excited because. I've been playing in the United States a lot, I've been playing uh, in South America and online so much, but to be honest, this PLO event was my first event at the World Series Europe. Yeah. So I cashed and I went to the final table, my first event, like amazing, right? So the World Series of Poker Main event is going to be my second event here, and I simply like, I love the structure, you know? Like, uh, as I was talking yesterday, uh, we were playing a bunch of double coups with my friends at the room, like Jason Mercedes, Horel Mizzi, and these guys. Oh, and they good were guys like, to hang out with. Yeah, smart. And they were, yeah. and they were like, oh man, this double coup structure, like, it takes forever. <laughs> like, I said, thanks God, like, because this is, this is the, the type of tournament I want to play. Yeah. I want a good structure. Like, the long at less is better. Like, so I. I but and then then that, that that's why I'm very excited for the main event because it's a better structure, you know. Yeah. Even the PLO is not that a good structure. Like in the beginning, like you have plenty of time, like to take your decisions. But like uh, in the middle to the end, like the blinds pressure so much. Yeah, but it's a nice so, structure here. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let me ask the last question. Uh, I know you're up for all these awards, the, Bra the Brazilian Poker Awards. Well, what's going on with them? And can people still wow. vote or what? You know? No, it's over. And it's I won. Over. I won. I won. You won? <laughs> yeah. What'd you win? That was cool. I was running for uh, uh, Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, best Live Player, Best Online Player, uh, Best Omaha Player, uh, and Personality of the Year Yeah. as well. And I won best Omaha player. Sweet. Oh, and then you make, and then and you then make I, the final table. Yeah. So you proved it. Yeah. This means that probably gonna be in good shape for to win this next year as well. <laughs> and also run very very good for player of the year because like after these two final tables in a row, I had a couple good results first semester, and uh, planning to take it down the main way. <laughs> All right, well, congratulations, that's great. So you did win one, you were up for everything, yeah. Yeah, that's that's very good, very good. I uh, like everybody that is listening that voted on yeah. the internet. I have a bunch of friends that are not from South America, not from Brazil. They they went online, they voted on me. Like, I just would like to thank everyone. Like, this means a lot to me. Like, this means that I'm working, am I working, like, I'm yeah, getting rewarded. and the guys from Party Notice, too. I mean, like, yeah, it's yeah, great. It's very, you know? very good. You're out there, like. Yeah. All right, best of luck in the main event, Felipe. Come back and talk to us, all right? All right, Jesse, thank right. you so much. Great Cheers. show you have. My pleasure. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Thanks. All right. What's up, guys? It's Dragon here. You're listening to the Party Poker Show with Jesse May and Party Poker.
Winning at poker isn't getting easier, so take your game to the next level with exclusive chapters from Dusty Schmidt's groundbreaking book, Treat Your Poker Like a Business. Dusty Schmidt played in Party Poker's big game back in February. He's the ultimate grinder with a mind-blowing win rate. He's won over $3 million in cash games, and he's never had a losing month. Now, Dusty's new book, Treat Your Poker Like a Business, shows you how to get serious about your poker and turn your hobby into a profitable enterprise. You can download exclusive chapters now by entering your email address at thepokershowlive.com. World Series of Poker Europe main event's going to kick off tomorrow, then it'll be, be winding down, but not winding down in London because everything switches to the Metropole where the EPT... Uh, grand final for the UK IPT and the EPT London is happening. Everyone's going to be moving over there. Run to the blue belt guys, been following these guys, the uh, guys from black belt, you know, for a while, these young British guys, Owen Robinson, uh, who's done very well in the UK IPT. He's Irish. And uh, Jamie Berlin, who won the UK IPT Brighton, hung out with these guys up in Edinburgh. Nice guys, part of this group of strong players. Uh, they're looking forward to this EPT because, you know, it's a chance to play a big event chance to do well on the leaderboard for the UK IPT. Wouldn't you know I found them all gathered around one of these head-up machines where you, you, you put a pound in and kind of play a, a head-up sit-and-go with each other over in the Empire. They're, they're not gambling. They're just having fun. Lucky coincidence running into Owen Robinson here at the uh, the Empire. You're part of the bust-out crew. I'm absolutely absolutely the large contingent of black, black belt bust-outs. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're having fun playing the heads-up machine and losing more money at that. This is quite cool, isn't it? Yeah. I love that. I, I saw this thing. I actually um, I bought stock in this company. It hasn't gone very well. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's a great little thing, isn't it, for yeah. bars and stuff like that? Well, we, we were just saying that the casino probably hate us because it's just like two... So we're gambling amongst ourselves and then like two, two quid a go for the machines. So. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is it is definitely pretty convenient to, uh, convenient way to do your money. So, so uh, we were just talking before because uh, the EPT London is coming up. Yeah. And that's actually the final of the UK IPT. Now, you and Jamie are both kind of well up on the leaderboard for this package. Sure. What, what's the what's the possibilities? I mean, have you done a, an analysis? I, I mean, I haven't, like, broken it all down. But, I mean, I, I'm, still, I'm still in contention. I know I'm still in contention. I think I'm, like, third at the moment. Uh, Chris Brammer is obviously in the lead, having had a good result uh, over in Dublin. Um, the thing is that you you don't get extra points for, for it being, like, a bigger buy-in or anything like that. So, oh. so um, any kind of result for me will still... You know, still put me put me right up there. Um, I'm you don't like, know what you have to do to win that. I don't know what I have. To, I mean, obviously, if Brammer does better than me, there's nothing I can do. Right. Um, but you do get points for just playing the event. You get ten points, and I think also if you play six, uh, if you play six events, you get bonus points of twenty points. And this will be my sixth, so that that'll sort of push me up on the leaderboard as well. So, um, yeah, myself Jamie, and Jamie are both well, uh, both looking forward to it. And yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't think I've got much of a shot in the league, but um, I'm, I'm pretty excited because I'll be. The day after they're putting on a tournament of champions, and that's going to give me a chance. Well, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, well, um, you know, Raz called me the other day and right. said, well, they've got the TV uh, equipment in town and everything like that, that they, you know, they might as well put on an STT for all the UK champions and the eventual EPT winner. Cool, that's going to be like a live event, a champion of champions sort of thing. That's right, they're going to televise it. It's going to be the day after the final of the EPT, and the winner's going to win entry into all the UK IPTs. And the EPT next year. Wow, so you're in that as well, Owen. No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, because you're not a champ, right? You're only nice, nice rub down there. Yeah, sorry yeah, about that. We, we were also we were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were also saying that you know if if Negranu happens to win the EPT or whatever, you know right. he's going to be really interested in all those 500 pound comps for next season right. that he's going to get free rolled in. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, obviously we're kind of hope, hoping that like Negranu or Ivy makes it or something. So he, you know there'll be like a dead chip stack on this tournament of champions. But it's actually quite exciting because for you, you got the free buy-in to the EPT. That's so, right, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that, that's kind of a massive thing, really. Oh, it's huge, I didn't yeah. realize you didn't... You, so you have to I, actually come up with the five grand. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I have people who are going to uh, yeah. going to stick me in there, so I wouldn't be, wouldn't be stumping the cash up myself, but I mean, my plan is to win the EPT and the leaderboard, so I'll have all of the free roll and then take Jamie down in the front of Jamie, <laughs> so he gets nothing, and uh, yeah. I'll get two seasons worth of, uh, of uh, UKIPT packages. Yeah. I don't know if you guys were, last week we were over at this British Poker Awards, and it was yeah. kind of funny, because I mean, like, 
Neil was saying, you know, what a what a bad season it is actually to be like a British guy like yourself or James Mitchell, who you know had a great year, and everyone's like, oh, who's who's James Mitchell? Just an Irish Open champion, exactly. you know. When you got like, I mean, British guys are just absolutely yeah. killing it. Jake Cody and Toby Lewis and all yeah. these guys are just absolutely killing it. So yeah, yeah it is. And all the guys in America, yeah, they did really well. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely, all the guys in America. But for for us, you know, myself and James sort of, um, you know, it's it's sort of it's sort of nice for us looking at guys like Toby Lewis and Jake Cody that you know they were playing the same comps that we were playing this year and yeah. you know who knows maybe next year we'll be winning WPTs yeah, and EPTs and that sort of thing it's really the same tournament just different by in different sure. final table yeah, yeah, right yeah. you're just that close yeah yeah, um, yeah we're coming again yeah. It's, yeah, it's, ni- it's, ni- it's nice to be several years older than Jake Cody <laughs> and looking up to him as an inspiration <laughs> I don't know. Is it hard to separate? I mean, you know, like, you talked about Cody, Lewis, Trickett. I mean, do you think one of them is, like, you know, of these British guys, these new guys, is the player of the player's player, really? Or I mean, I, I mean, the only one that I've played with of those three is Jake, and I was very impressed with him, his demeanor and, and the way he played. He did uh, very well in Edinburgh. Yeah. He did well in Edinburgh. So, yeah. um, and I also was following, um, I know Mike Sexton had lots of really nice things to say about him yeah. after after his WPT win and stuff like that. So maybe he, maybe he's the one. But, I mean, uh, you know, there's lots of people saying good things about Sam and, and, and Toby as well. And I just really haven't played with him to, to comment on it. But, yeah, Jake is definitely, uh, definitely a very impressive player. Yeah. Hi, it's Melanie Iglesias from the Royal Flush Girls. You're listening to The Poker Show with Party Poker. Hey, Jesse. It's Michelle Banzer here from the Royal Flush Girls. I just wanted to tell the listeners, enter your email address at www.thepokershowlive.com and get this show delivered twice a week. That's all we got time for tonight. My thanks to all our guests. Listen, WSOPE main event 10,000 pound kicks off tomorrow. Defending champion Barry Shulman will be there, as will John Jawanda, who won the bracelet that two years ago, as will Ned Oberstadt, my favorite lady who's, uh, who's been looking in great form lately, uh, big smiles around. Uh, this was what launched her whole career. So it's going to be great. I'm thinking, I don't know, 200, 250 people, but only the best. So, Pretty exciting stuff. And we'll be back with all that pretty soon. See ya.